the net at AveMariaRadio.net. Welcome to Mass Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. This is Colleen Kelly Mass. I've been married over 40 years. I have five adult children, seven grandchildren so far, and I'm a life coach, coaching people of all ages, from actually high school students, college students, young adults, people figuring out what they're supposed to do in life, to people that have already figured it out, to people that have regrets, to people that are sorry what they did and now want to justify or figure out how to heal what went wrong, people that are trying to face the end of life. So I'm a life coach of all ages, and it's a pleasure to to work with you here on Catholic Radio as well. So the show runs like this. You call in this toll-free number, 877-573-7825, 877-5-PEP-TALK. You tell Melissa, our call screener and engineer, your first name, what station you're listening to or where you're calling from, and the topic of your question. And if you have a question about living your faith or struggling with a relationship in your life, um, that's what this is about. What are you struggling with? What's disturbing your peace? How are you living out your Lent here now that we are in Lent? How are you living out your marriage? How are you bridging relationships that are alienated in your family? How are you responding to the people who love you and it just doesn't feel like love? (laughs) What help do you need in your life to live out your faith? And that's what this is about. Give me a call with your question or personal problem. The number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK. So if you're just running around the the dials or pushing buttons or turning things, this is a Catholic radio station. So you're going to get some free, friendly advice from a Catholic perspective, whether or not you're Catholic. But we know that the Catholic Church has the truth of God that we reveal this um, through the ages by the but what God by what God has given to us and what he's revealed to us through the scriptures through the catechism through the history of the church we've even even watched humanity back to the philosophers when um, our great saints even studied the um, old philosophers before Jesus we've come up with many truths that can help a human being live his best life and have the best relationships and reach our eternal destination which is heaven. So I'm a life coach, author, a mother, a cousin, a radio talk show host. I've been on Catholic Radio for 24 years now. And uh, I'm also the author of Love and Life, a Christian Sexual Morality Guide for Teens, of Sex Respect, a public health, public school, mental health, abstinence program that I'm actually revising right now. And uh, Love Ed, the new video discussion series for parents with their teens and preteens and even little kids ages 3 to 11. And if you didn't get a chance to see the interview that uh, I, I had with Jim and Joy on 
EWTN Television, At Home with Jim and Joy, last month. Go ahead and you can Google that, At Home with Jim and Joy, Colleen Kelly Mast. And you can see two different shows of me explaining love, Ed, and how I decided to write the program anyway and what it does and how you can use it. So I've also been a teacher. I have a master's in health education with a specialty in human sexuality education. I've traveled the world in the 80s and 90s with sex respect and love and life, uh, really changing the the landscape of abstinence and chastity education. I was invited to the Vatican in the 90s when the Truth and Meaning of Human Sexuality document was released. What an honor under Pope John Paul II's Pontifical Council for the Family to be present for that workshop for a week. So I've also been on Oprah, Geraldo, 60 Minutes, uh, Steubenville Youth Conferences. I've debated the ACLU. I've debated Planned Parenthood. And I was on Mother Angelica Live while she was still alive, so that was an honor as well. So it's great to be here with you today and every Saturday morning at this time for two hours, offering free, friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. The number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825, 877-5-PEP-TALK. So I wonder how your week went. If you got a good start at Lent or if you need some help, you can go ahead and call in and say, I didn't do anything yet for Lent. I forgot it was Lent or I can't think of a resolution. I'll help you think of that too. Um, but also Wednesday was Valentine's Day and we talked uh, last week about sharing love, surprising people with loving acts. And so I hope that you did that as well and became a more loving person this week. Last week I read some of the funnies where people interviewed children age 4 to 8 about love, and we only got to the first page. So I want to finish those today, and we'll talk a little bit about temptation and what Lent is supposed to be doing to draw us closer to God. And if you need to draw closer to God, and you need to do something good for Lent that is both self-discipline and prayer and almsgiving, that um, give us a call. And... Uh, Help you figure one out. The number is 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK. We'll start with the funnies. Love is when mommy sees daddy smelly and sweaty and says he's still handsomer than Brad Pitt. That's from Chris, age 7. And Marianne, age 4, says, Love is when your puppy licks your face even after you left him alone all day. Another four-year-old, Lauren, said, I know my older sister loves me because she gives me all her old clothes and has to go out and buy new ones. <laughs> my sister that was a year older than me always gave me her old clothes till we were ten, and then I passed her up. And I don't know if she's ever forgiven me for that. So if you need some help with forgiveness or helping someone else forgive or apologizing to someone, give me a call. The number is 877 573 7825 pep talk Karen, age 7, said, When you love somebody, your eyelashes go up and down and little stars come out of you. <laughs> She's been watching cartoons. Huh? Mark, age 6, said, Love is when Mommy sees Daddy on the toilet and she doesn't think it's gross. <laughs> Those of you that have been married a long time can relate to that. You get used to all sorts of bodily functions and noises and that those things might have bothered you when you were first married, but after decades, you just get used to it, right? Okay, Jessica, age 8, said, You really shouldn't say I love you unless you mean it, but if you mean it, you should say it a lot. People forget. 
Maybe that should be your Lenten resolution. Add that, um, that you should tell people that you love them. Tell everybody you love that you love them. Just as we talked about sending notes for Valentine's Day, love notes. Okay, and the final one. The winner was a four-year-old child whose next-door neighbor was an elderly gentleman who had recently lost his wife. Upon seeing the man cry, the little boy went into the old gentleman's yard climbed onto his lap and just sat there. When his mother asked what he had said to the neighbor, the little boy said, I didn't have to say anything. I just helped him cry. Maybe some of you listening have a lot to cry about. Maybe you need somebody to help you cry. (laughs) Give us a call with your question or personal problems. Okay to cry on the show. The number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK. Okay, Lent. There's a temptation we receive in Lent um, to make it a time of self-improvement. You know, when your focus is on yourself. And however... Our sin shows us that our hope can never be in ourselves. So think about that as you start Lent. The only hope is in that someone save us, our Savior, Jesus Christ. St. Paul says, I do not do the good that I want, but I do the evil I do not want. Miserable one that I am. Who will deliver me from this mortal body? Thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. So let our focus here on Lent be not on ourselves, but on Jesus. Let's turn toward Jesus Christ and beg for a renewed experience of his presence. Because he's the one who saves us from all of our miserable conditions. And it's his merciful gaze that awakens and transforms us. So maybe you need to seek forgiveness. Maybe you need to call in and ask, how do I go to confession if I haven't gone in 40 years? I can help you with that. Maybe you need to forgive yourself for something that you haven't forgiven yourself for. Give us a call with your question or personal problem. The number is 877-573-7825. Now this weekend, our gospel story is Jesus being tempted in the desert. And so how does Jesus resist the temptations of the devil? Well, he's not relying on moral strength or trying to adhere to a code of ethics. It's Jesus' love. So if you're already failing at your Lenten resolution, give yourself a love checkup. It's Jesus' unwavering love, his trust, his affection for his Father that renders the devil and his temptations powerless. Absolutely powerless. So for thinking of Lent for us or our self-improvement rather than growing closer to God, we are going to struggle a lot more. Think of this analogy. A child who gets lost from his mother in the toy store, he cares nothing for any of the toys until he finds his mother. Like no toy can tempt him away from his search for his mother. You can try everything you can to make that child happy, but he wants his mother. And that's not because the child is a moral giant, but because the child wants his mommy. You know, so Jesus sees us. He knows us. He loves us. And we have to keep our eyes on him. And the devil wants us to... He wants Jesus, in t- being tempted in the desert, to doubt the Father and to conceive of himself as the Father. So, if we see ourselves as alone and we see God as far away... From the truest and deepest longings of our heart, we will continue to sin. 
And if we continually set our heart on things that will never answer its infinite longing, we will continue to sin. So our hope is not in our strength. It's gazing upon Christ who first gazes upon us. So for the times we forget when we need a Savior, Lord, have mercy on us. And speaking of mercy, it's another wonderful practice during Lent um, to perform the works of mercy. There are seven corporal works of mercy and seven spiritual works of mercy. Corporal works of mercy are pretty easy and easy to measure. Feed the hungry, give drink to the thirsty, clothe the naked, shelter the homeless, visit the sick, visit the imprisoned, and bury the dead. Many people, by the time they're about 40 years old, have had an opportunity to, to do most of those. But how about the seven spiritual works of mercy? Those kind of disappeared for a few decades. And now we realize there are spiritual works of mercy that we can and should perform during Lent and all year. The seven spiritual works of mercy are counsel the doubtful, instruct the ignorant, admonish sinners, comfort the afflicted, forgive offenses, bear wrongs patiently, and pray for the living and the dead. Those are a little bit harder. If you need help doing any of those, counseling the doubtful, how do I explain this to someone, instruct the ignorant. A lot of people have children, grandchildren, nieces and nephews that are not being raised in the faith and they're trying to figure out how do I delicately teach them the faith if they aren't going to Catholic school or religious ed. Admonish sinners, another delicate thing that we don't want to push the sinner away. We want to draw them to Christ. Comfort the afflicted is important. Forgiving offenses. Bearing wrongs patiently. Oh, that's so hard, but you can do it. Give me a call with your question or personal problem. If you're trying to perform some of those seven spiritual works of mercy, the number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK, and we'll be back with your calls in just a moment. Ave Maria Radio invites you to feast on the joy of fasting this Lenten season and all year long. Fast from thoughts that weaken. Feast on promises that inspire. Fast from problems. Feast on blessings. Fast from thoughts of illness. Feast on the healing power of God. Fasting is a part of true Christian life. It liberates us from this world as we grow closer to Christ. When you talk about the Reformation, you often hear talk of five solas. Sola Scriptura, Sola Fide, Sola Gratia, Solus Christus, and Soli Deo Gloria. Catholics have no serious problem with Solus Christus or Sola Gratia. The problems are with Sola Scriptura and Sola Fide. Catholics will maintain that Sola Scriptura, Scripture alone, is itself unscriptural. Where in Scripture does Scripture refer to itself as the only infallible authority that we have? It's also illogical to say that you stand on Scripture alone presupposes that you know what Scripture is. And frankly, we don't know what Scripture is because it's a tradition that we've inherited. We don't establish it. We know what counts as Holy Scripture because Catholic bishops detected that certain texts were inspired by God. Cresta in the Afternoon. Weekdays from 4 to 6 on Ave Maria Radio and AveMariaRadio.net. Ever thought you'd make a bundle by trading in or selling your used vehicle only to find out it's worth a dinner for two? Well, it's much more valuable to donate your vehicle to Ave Maria Radio. 
Thousands of Americans donate their vehicle each year. The donation to Ave Maria is easy, tax-deductible, and supports our efforts to evangelize. A year from now, will you remember that dinner or your gracious and selfless donation? Go to AveMariaRadio.net to find out more. That's AveMariaRadio.net. Welcome to Mass Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can make you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. The number to get on today's show is eight seven seven five seventy three seventy eight twenty five eight seven seven five pep talk. Give us a call with your question or personal problem as you're trying to live out your faith. Our first caller today is David from Ohio, listening on The Rock Radio. Welcome to the show, David. You're on the air now. How can I help you? Yes, one of my uh, uh, Latin resolutions would be to uh, uh, overcome my anxiety anxiety disorders, especially since I was on or I was diagnosed with anxiety disorders, and I have medication to help. Uh, control my anxiety disorders. So, uh, and then, yeah, I'm continue to pray to, uh, Saint Ditha, uh, oh, who's beautiful. the, uh, saint for, for uh, yeah. anxiety disorders. Yes. And also, mm-hmm. um, yes, you were talking about, uh, uh, tomorrow's gospel. And yes, um, I read, I read tomorrow's gospel and the, the, uh, Gospel horse that's that stuck out, or I guess you could say maybe on fire, was uh, Mark one fifteen, kingdom of heaven is at hand. So mm. yes, yeah. Trust in trust in Jesus's love and mercy, and that devil will have no power over you. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, so, sounds like you've got a good start in conquering this anxiety that your doctor diagnosed. But you're right. Okay. When Jesus, um, in tomorrow's gospel, the kingdom of God is at hand, I wouldn't stop there because that would probably make me more fearful. But the next verse, repent and believe in the gospel. So remember that repentance means giving up my will in order to accept God's will. And God's will, David, is that you be healed. Um, in 2 Timothy. Timothy chapter 1, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. So, first of all, to, to meditate, to contemplate on God's love and how much He loves you. Particularly, um, I would pray, I would recommend praying the, the Psalm 139. We hear parts of it often. People who are pro-life, you see it on posters all the time. But Psalm 139 might be a wonderful prayer for you to pray just very slowly and take in all of God's love. It starts with, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit, when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from far away. You you search out my path. You know when I'm lying down, standing. He knows everything about you. He knows every word. So when you pray that psalm, 
Do not pray it out of fear, because that feeds anxiety. And think, oh no, God knows everything that I'm doing. You pray it thinking, He loves me anyway. God loves me. He knows everything about me. He knows what's causing my anxiety. He knows what I can do for my anxiety. He knows how to calm me down. He knows how to calm all of my fears. He knows me and he loves me. So so utilize Psalm 139 to, to meditate on God's love and just let him love you. He is love. Then some practical things that you can do for yourself. First, to just face whatever fears, rather than just going right to the problem solving, face some of those like feelings and fears that create that anxiety. But first question I want to ask you, do you drink coffee? Because that creates anxiety in a lot of people. Do you drink? Yes, I do. Okay. All right. Uh, that's when I'm uh, life coaching someone who struggles with this. The first question I always ask is, "Are you? Do you drink coffee? Because uh, regular use of caffeine, it doesn't bother some people at all, but other people it creates anxiety or exacerbates anxiety. So consider if you want to move to um, brewed uh, cacao, which doesn't have caffeine in it, or or carob or herbal tea or something like that. So that's that's one thing that you can do. But we are going to look at take a look at what is what feelings are you having when that anxiety comes? Um, are there any particular thoughts or feelings you're having when you get anxious, David? Um, probably from um, um, uh, in, in the past where uh, uh, somebody somebody said it was my fault, but I I, I know in my mind uh, that it wasn't my fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So so sometimes uh, believing a lie um, from your past creates anxiety that that would disturb anybody that someone believed a lie about them. That's true. And so that can create anxiety. And that is actually something that you can spiritually address as well. Uh, When someone tells a lie about you, even, you know, whether it's in the past or the present, we reconnect again to God's love, knowing that God knows the truth about us, and we're only going to be accountable to him in the long run and in the end and at our last judgment. And the other thing that we can do if someone tells a lie about us, I think I read this in Ben Franklin's biography, he says, if someone tells a lie about you, live so that no one will believe it. So you can go on doing good, trusting in God, and loving God, and and let those thoughts be just sent those send those over to the evil one to change your thoughts and and you can change your thought patterns i'm sure that the doctor you're working with has talked to you about neuroplasticity because if your thoughts are generally going down one certain neural pathway one certain direction it always goes down to either feeling sorry for myself or feeling fear or being irritated or um, you know that that your thoughts take your emotions down that one particular neural pathway, you go down a particular path, you can change that with a habit. Um, that, And you can act yourself into feeling better by changing with a new habit. So that's an idea, too. Um, so reflect on what's stopping you from moving forward, and maybe it is that past lie, and think of three realistic solutions. One would be say a prayer to God and thank him for for 
living for giving you the truth and helping you know that he loves you no matter what people say about you another is to uh, reduce anxiety either through avoiding caffeine or getting more exercise or breathing more deeply there are a lot of uh, physical things that you can do for anxiety that i would guess that your doctor has told you if they put you on the the medicine as well and then decide how you want to act you know how am i going to act and you choose how to act each day so if you want to uh, if an action for example if somebody is really afraid and they stay in the house all the time you go out and take a walk if they're afraid when they to run into people they know in the grocery store then they carefully overcome that fear gently by just visiting the store for five or ten minutes at a time buying two things and going home and the next time they go to the store and buy five things and go home so remember that you can talk you know your self-talk how you're talking to yourself can help you so think whatever happens i am a son of the living god and God always loves me. And I don't have to, to fear what people have said about me in the past and let that cause my anxiety. And I'm loved by God, loved by others, and I can love others as well. So focus first on God's love. He's rich in mercy. Um, and then connect with others. Do you have anybody that you um, are close to in your family? Or do you have some neighbors that you talk to? Who do you talk to? Um, okay, well, I see, my, uh, I see my brother who stops in uh, every now and then. Great. Uh, yeah, the checkup. Okay, great. So make sure you're connecting. Okay, connect to your brother. And uh, if there are people you can connect with online or write letters to or neighbors you can wave to when you go out for a walk, start connecting to others and smiling and calming yourself down by giving your love to other people. So, and if you're home by yourself a lot, do something creative, you know, some kind of artistic thing, you know, painting or crafts or music, um, so that that helps helps calm you as well so have courage trust in god he loves you accept these feelings but then work through them so that you can persevere in being a good example of god's love and letting him love you thanks for the call david god bless you and good luck bye-bye Another year has come and gone, and whether you like it or not, Uncle Sam requires you to make an accounting. Perhaps it's time to call Myler and Zipka. They work with you to legally minimize your tax bill and identify ways to reduce future taxes. Eliminate the nagging feeling that you're paying more taxes than you need to. Call Ken Zipka today at 734-930-5500. Myler and Zipka. Integrity, excellent value, and people dedicated to a long-term relationship. 734-930-5500. How is the priestly prayer of Jesus unique in the economy of salvation? According to the Catholic Catechism, it is unique because it reveals the ever-present prayer of Jesus and at the same time contains what Jesus teaches us about our prayer to our Father. As Jesus fulfills his Father's plan of love, he gives us a glimpse of the depth of his filial prayer when he agonizes in the garden, Abba, not my will, but thine. His last words on the cross exhibit prayer and gift of self as one when he says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. 
Later, with a loud cry, he surrenders his spirit. All the troubles for all times, states the Catechism, of humanity enslaved by sin and death, all the petitions and intercessions of salvation history are summed up in this cry of the Incarnate Word. This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism. Hi, Vanessa Denhagarmo here, inviting you to tune into Epiphany. We're made to praise God and celebrate our faith. I want to encourage listeners to connect, communicate, and collaborate with the faith community. Life is a journey, and along the way we have those Epiphany moments that bring us closer to Christ. Please partner with me and celebrate the diversity of our Catholic Church. Epiphany, weekdays at noon, only on Ave Maria Radio. Welcome to Mass to Peel, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. This is Colleen Kelly Mass, your hostess each week on Mass Appeal. You can learn more about my work at my website, respectforyou.com. That's the number four in the letter U, respectforyou.com. If you need some life coaching, you need some some books to help your help you communicate with your children uh, on areas of life. Uh, we are pro-marriage here. We're pro-life. We're pro-chastity. We're pro-family. Give us a call or go to my website, respectforyou.com. Respect the number four, the letter U.com. And also, to, in response to David, our first caller, and anybody out there who's struggling with anxieties, last week, we interviewed, I interviewed Jerry Crete. Dr. Jerry Crete, who wrote this amazing book from Sophia Institute Press that just is off the press right now called Litanies of the Heart. Litanies of the Heart. Those of you that were here with us last week heard him talk about the book. But the subtitle of this book, Litanies of the Heart, is Relieving Post-Traumatic Stress and Calming Anxiety Through Healing Our Parts. So healing, when I asked him what the parts were, it's like social, emotional, you know, physical, intellectual. So although I skimmed it before I interviewed him because I didn't have time, I just got the book that morning. The, I just got the book the day before, the afternoon before, I think, the morning before. But I started reading it and using it for some of my spiritual reading at night this week. And it is a wonderful book. Even people who don't think they have anxiety or PTSD, <laughs> it brings out some some interesting deep feelings but always has some techniques that are both human you know physical and spiritual to help connect you to god so i just highly recommend that book i love it i love it more every day this week when i was reading it litanies of the heart by dr jerry it's g-e-r-r-y crete Relieving post-traumatic stress and calming anxiety through healing our parts. I don't know if I posted on the Facebook fan page or not, but if not, I will write myself a note to do that. I think I did post book on. Gotta write myself notes. I can't remember everything. All right, and give us a call. Your calls drive the show. You decide what the topics are today. The number to get on today's mass appeal is eight seven seven. 573 pep talk Great call coming up here. Will from Georgia. Thanks for calling, Will. You are on the air now. What's your question? Yes, yeah, so um, 
My ex and I got back together, and we have a little boy. Um, we're not Catholic, but, you know, she sabotaged sort of our chances of having more children. Oh. And, yeah. And, and, but, I mean, it's, you know, it's sort of been a few years now, but, you know, I never wanted my, my child to be an only child. And, yeah. So there's resentment, but also I feel like I need to, you know, stay around for, for his sake and for her sake. What a hero you are, Will. Wow, that is so wonderful that you don't want to leave your child alone or leave your child without two parents, that you got back with your ex because of your son together. I admire that as hard as it might be. That is such a good thing. It gives me goosebumps. More fathers should be a little more responsible for their child. Now, this sabotage that your um, uh, ex (laughs) uh, performed, can it be reversed or undone and you could get married and finish up your family? Is that even a possibility to work toward? Uh, That would be miraculous. That would be what? Not not without a miracle. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. I had somebody else tell me that, too. So miracles can happen. All right. So just dealing with the situation as it is, maybe it can't be changed. And you don't want to feel that resentment toward her. I can understand why you would. I know that more people in their lives regret not having all the children God wanted them to have. It's one of the greatest regrets. And when I worked at a nursing home, when I was in early marriage, one, I, would, I went around and interviewed all the people just to, to learn from them, you know, and I would ask the, the ladies, um, if there's anything you could change in your life, what would it be? And they almost, ah, over 90% of these old ladies said, I would have had more children. Amazing. So having children, obviously, is one of the most fulfilling things in life. So you don't want to feel resentment toward her. You love her. Okay, first of all, are you married? When you said you got back together, did you get married or you're living together? I'm living together. Okay. Uh, my suggestion, and if I don't know if you have a Christian background or not, but, but most Christians believe that, that God blesses the unions um, that we include him in on. And so to, to consider getting married... Um, in a church, whatever church that you uh, participate in, and asking God to bless that union would help you because to to live together without the benefit of the grace of marriage, it doesn't give you that supernatural help that you need to make the relationship work. And so it's heroic for you to go back if you, if she is willing to um, get married and stay together the rest of your child's life or the rest of your lives, that would be great. You might learn to love each other if you've seen the uh, movie or the play Fiddler on the Roof, you know, people learn how to love each other even if they have a matched marriage. So to stay together for the sake of that child is a wonderful thing. How do we get over this resentment is to is most the best way to get over resentment is with gratitude. You can't undo what she did, um, but you can accept that that is the reality and forgive her for that. Forgive yourself for whatever you need to forgive yourself for and begin to just be grateful that you have a child and she's willing to to be with you and stay with you to raise a child. So the best remedy for resentment is to look at the good, look at gratitude, and then take that to the scriptures. Do you have a Bible, Will? Do you have a Bible at all? 
Okay, all right. Uh, read some of the Gospels, the healing Gospels. You know, like when Jesus healed the blind man or when that, the guy that was paralyzed was lit, laid down through the roof. And, uh, and take your resentment um, and, and feel it and tell, you know, get mad at God about it. Say, God, I'm mad about this, and I want you to heal the emotion that goes with this resentment that's in my heart. Help me to heal. And pray one of those Gospels, read it over a few times, put your scene in it. And like that man with the withered hand that we read about a couple of weeks ago, stretch out your withered hand, and Jesus will heal you. And you're going to stretch out your resentment and let God heal that and ask him to fill your heart with his love. And then when you practice... Gratitude, practice having God heal that resentment and you fill your heart with his love, you will emit God's love. You will um, share God's love. God's love will flow from you and you will have a much better relationship than you have now. So consider if she's marriage material, wants to get married, consider becoming God's love, asking God to heal this resentment with gratitude and with care. And then love that child, teach that child the best that you can. Is it a boy or a girl, Will? Boy. Yeah, boy. Okay, teach him how to be the man that you know he should be. So be a good dad, um, be a good parent, or be a good um, partner, and consider being married so that you get the graces that go to make that relationship last. So thanks for the call. I hope that helps you heal that resentment that you had and, and make a plan in the best interest of your child. And thank you for considering your child's interest rather than your own. God bless you, Will. Give us a call with your question or personal problem, 877-573-7825, 877-5-PEP-TALK-MAST-APPEAL. My dad, sharp as a tack, but getting him out for a dentist trip got harder every year. When he moved to the senior residence where he lives now, Dr. Mansour's portable dental service was a godsend. Dr. Mansour comes to wherever the homebound patient may be, whether in a nursing facility or the comfort of home. All the services you'd expect in a dentist office brought straight to the patient's door. Call 586-873-5567. That's 586-873-5567 or portabledentalservices.com. The Heart of the Interior Life with Elizabeth Jangle. St. Ignatius of Loyola introduces the sixth rule of his 14 rules for the discernment of spirits, calling to mind the directive of the fifth rule. In the fifth rule, St. Ignatius directs us not to change our spiritual decisions or proposals when we are in a time of spiritual desolation. The sixth rule states, Although in desolation we should not change our first proposals, it is very advantageous to change ourselves intensely against the desolation itself. The call in the sixth rule is to change ourselves, to change ourselves intensely against the spiritual desolation. We are not called to passively endure spiritual desolation, for God's call in the time of spiritual desolation is always to resist and fight against the desolation with strength, trust, and determination. How will you change yourself against the desolation? For more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. Hello, Steve Ray here. Everything in the Bible and in the Catholic Church starts with the book of Genesis. It reveals to us God's plan for mankind. Yet Genesis can be daunting, especially given the scientific discoveries of the last few centuries. Well, that's where I come in with my new book, Genesis, a Bible study guide and commentary. Discover a thoroughly Catholic approach to this exciting and dramatic ancient narrative that is so often misunderstood. You can get the book now on the store page at AveMariaRadio.net. Check it out.
Welcome to Mass Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. The number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825, 877-5-PEP-TALK. We're just starting off Lent here, and uh, this Sunday's Gospel, Jesus is tempted in the desert, and he says, this is a time of fulfillment, the kingdom of God is at hand, repent and believe in the Gospel. So, repent means giving up our will in order to accept God's will. So what's the best for me? And mine gives way to God's love for all of creation. So, how do we love as God's love, as God loves? Because our mortal love is never perfect. We have to have God's love flowing through us. And then when we fail, we're overcome by anger, impatience, jealousy, or apathy. But we can heal all these relationships with repentance. Asking for forgiveness from God as we also forgive others. So repent and live the gospel. And be not afraid. That's another thing that creates some anxiety. Like people worry like, you know, I don't want to take this risk. What if I fail? Maybe I shouldn't do it. Or I can seek help, but, you know, what if no one offers? What if I get rejected? Or I always have trouble acting on changes in my life. What if I mess up again? Or what's the point? I always get my hopes up and I fail and I get disappointed. Or I can't do this. I'll never change. Like, I don't want to fail again. I'm too anxious to succeed. Those are thoughts of anxiety. So look at those feelings underneath those. And work through these healing gospels and trust in God. Give us a call with your question or personal problem. The number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK. Our next caller is Linda from Ohio, listening on the rock. Welcome to the show, Linda. You're on the air now. You have some help for David, our last caller, a remedy for anxiety. I want to hear it. <laughs> Go ahead. Yes. I uh, just got out of the hospital, and when I just entered the hospital, everybody was all sweet, nice, and beautiful, and caring, but it seems like my last days, uh, which was uh, yesterday was my last day, everybody uh, was just totally uh, doing things to me that were just unacceptable. I mean, they would be lying to me and huh. telling me I said something that I didn't say or uh, they said something that I know they said and they said they didn't say. Oh, my. And, um, Strange. And, you know, I went one time and I said to one of the girls, I says, look, I think you're trying to induce anxiety in me. Well, it's not going to work. And I turned around laughing. I, I think I think laughing. I just shook my head saying, well, Linda, watch the show. 
Oh my goodness! That's a laughter is a great cure for anxiety. I'm so glad you brought that up, Linda. That's great. That's great. I also um, listen to. No, I don't have anxiety yet that I know of, but um, I listen to dry bar comedy on YouTube because it is. It's like watching a stand-up comedian without having to go to a bar and, and pay a cover charge. And dry bar comedy is all clean comedians. So you just reminded me to tell everybody that laughter is the best medicine. Good for you, Linda. Thank you so much for calling about that. You're welcome. Okay. What a great idea. All right. Bye-bye. That's looking at the positive side. And, again, even if we are a natural pessimist, if we have one of the temperaments that is rather pessimistic or looks at the, uh, the, the negative side of things, you can change that. Did you know that? Again, changing those neural pathways in your brain. Even if you have a, a basic temperament that you inherited that is more solemn, you know, like melancholic or phlegmatic. Well, phlegmatics usually have a pretty good dry sense of humor. But if you're um, serious about things, even clerics can be pretty serious. But the, if you have a, a, a temperament that has a tendency to be negative, you can, by you know, practicing more jokes, by watching more comedy, by laughing more, you can begin to change that and experience the joy of the Lord by just training your brain to look at the happier side of things. And when you get down, it's not like you can't feel down. I mean, we do have down times and we feel dejected or discouraged or defeated or troubled. And we take those feelings, we Think about them, process them, ask God to to show us what we need to do about that. Do we need to repent? Do we need to uh, forgive someone? Um, do we need to just change our habits? You know, what do we need to do? So address the feeling and then take on that feeling of joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Thanks for the call. That was fun, Linda. Good idea. All right. You give us a call, too, with your question or personal problem. The number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK. Kyle from Pennsylvania. Welcome to the show, Kyle. How can I help you today? Go ahead, Kyle. You're on the air. Hi. Hi. I was wondering how I could make math more appealing for my daughter. She finds it boring and she doesn't want to go sometimes, and I'm trying to encourage her, but I don't know. What to do uh, next. Oh, this is going to be fun, Kyle. Yeah. You will. You can have so much fun with this. Um, an 11-year-old needs to to get into the math a little bit more in little ways. First of all, does she have a, a math book that she can follow along that has pictures in it? Even if it's the 8-year-old one from her first communion, does she have a math book? Yes, I have follow? something like that. Okay. And so what I want you to do is before you go to Mass each week, spend a little bit of time with her looking at different uh, prayers or different readings of the Mass. So maybe on, you know, Thursday or Friday during the week, read. you read ahead all the readings. You pick one that seems to be the simplest or most appropriate, and then read that three times. She reads it to you out loud. You read it to her out loud. She reads it to her out loud. And then just ask her. What what word in that reading 
strikes you the most? What do you think God's trying to tell you in that reading? And she might say something absolutely different than the meaning of the reading. It might be just something out of context, like like uh, this Saturday or this Sunday's gospel. The Spirit drove Jesus into the desert. She said, "I was just thinking about the Spirit drove Jesus. Did he drive him in a car? Did he push him in there? Like how did he do that?" And so just unpack maybe a sentence or two of the gospel or one of the other readings so she gets a deeper understanding of it and she creates a picture in her mind of it and then if you have enough time i would suggest have her draw a picture of what of that particular reading like the spirit driving jesus in the desert even if it's a funny picture and he's in a car driving jesus over to the to arizona or something like that um or 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 maybe she says you know after it says he was tempted by satan maybe she wants to draw a picture of jesus with satan sitting on his shoulder but then he was among the wild beasts and the angels ministered him if she loves animals you know she can cut out pictures of animals or uh, print them off the computer or draw pictures of animals actually the drawing is better come to think of it draw pictures of animals and jesus and the angels so that the the reading comes alive for her then another thing that you can do is find a, a prayer that's in the ordinary part of the mass that is going to be there every week and find maybe it's in the canon, maybe the offertory, maybe the Eucharistic prayer and find one prayer. And and, um, this one is one that uh, actually somebody turned in about for our Eucharistic revival uh, bulletin um, was uh, lift up our hearts to the, we lift them up to the Lord. So you can read that phrase that she's going to hear every time, and you can talk about how do we lift up our hearts to the Lord. Let's practice. And just say, think of your heart, think of God's love in your heart, and let's let God's love fill our heart, and lift up our hearts to the Lord. And so let her just think about that, about her God filling her heart with love and lifting up her heart to the Lord. So think, have her think of prayer being lifting up her heart to the Lord. And then every time that part of the Mass comes, she will already have her heart lifted up. We, and when the Father says, lift up your hearts, and, he, and he, she says, honestly, We've lifted them up to the Lord. So I'd say those two things, a reading and then find a certain phrase to to make come alive for her, and then she'll look forward to little parts of the Mass. Okay, Kyle? Okay. All right. Thanks. God bless you. Sure. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Okay. Time for our break. We'll be back with more of Mass Appeal. Call us at 877-573-7825. Call now, and we'll be back after this message. Maybe you've been hearing a lot about the need to make a spiritual communion while participating from home in a live-streamed or broadcast Mass. There's more to it than reciting the act of spiritual communion. We should begin by having sincere repentance for our sins and affirming our belief that Christ's death redeemed us. Next, we call to mind the spiritual gifts found in Christ's sacrifice and thank God earnestly for them. Now we are disposed to pray the traditional prayer of spiritual communion. Jesus, I embrace you and unite myself wholly to you. I didn't realize how stressed I was until my daughter pointed it out. In fact, she took on my stress. Every time she saw me expressing anxiety or worry, she manifested it into her own worry. That was a concern. She actually threw out my own words back at me. Mom, you need to have faith in God. Everything will work out. 
There's one thing to be stressed about meeting client deadlines. It's a whole other thing when you're stressed out about finances in the future. Scripture teaches us numerous places that there is no value in worrying. And the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus tells us, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or stow away barns. And yet, your Heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? This has been a Christ Center Communication Message. I'm Vanessa Denhagarmo, a communications evangelist. This week on Christ is the Answer, it's the beginning of Lent, and Father John wants to help us prepare for Easter. Let's start out with a question. What are you doing to prepare for Lent? The church has so many faithful ways for us to traverse this season of fasting so that we can get the most out of prayer and penance. Join us this week as Father John wants to help us get the most out of Lent, as well as how Jesus wants us to pray. Tune in for Christ is the Answer, Monday through Fridays at 11 a.m. on Ave Maria Radio. Welcome to Mass Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective for the next hour and four minutes. So you give us a call. Your calls drive the show. You decide what the topics are next hour. And the number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK, as we're trying to grow closer to God. God, not just self-improvement, but to God this Lent. And we have to admit we cannot do this alone, whatever your Lenten resolution might be. We need to pray for God's guidance. We need his help every day. We need to make the asking him for help part of our daily prayer routine, part of our, Lord, help me with this particular resolution. I am just a human person, and I need your help. Uh, we spoke last week about um, tongue fasting, uh, maybe for certain times of the day, you know, to stop talking to order to tame our tongues. You know, imagine placing your tongue at the foot of the cross and, and keep from saying anything that was impulsive or critical. So think about those um, that and those spiritual works of mercy and, and getting more out of Mass. Because actually one of the spiritual works of mercy, uh, counsel the doubtful, two of them really, instruct the ignorant, can apply to Kyle's question just a moment ago. Do you know someone who's drifted away because nobody answered their questions or they thought Mass was boring or they didn't understand the faith? I thought of another resource that might be very, very helpful, both for Kyle and for you. And that is to watch a seven-minute video you can find on YouTube called The Veil Removed. And even an 11-year-old, Kyle's daughter, uh, could understand this, to watch The Veil Removed. It's a seven-minute video that reveals the coming together of heaven and earth at Mass as seen by the saints and the mystics and is revealed by scripture so it's very catholic and it helps us see uh, the mystical vision of what's going on at mass people are walking in and it, you know it starts by just regular you know somebody genuflects somebody comes sits in the back somebody walks up the front a family comes in and then we see 
these angels start coming in. And we see later, I just get goosebumps thinking about it, the priest becoming the person of Christ and this sacrifice renewed on the altar and the angels are singing. So if you want to get more out of the Mass or if you want to help someone else get more out of the Mass, if you're counseling the doubtful or instructing the ignorant um, as one of the spiritual works of mercy, watch the video together the veil removed and watch it a couple times talk about it see what is there and some people just don't know their faith they don't know how to fill their mind with the truth they just are just walking in walking out like a robot so just as we are we seek out the material poor and give alms. Maybe you need to give spiritual alms. We can go find the doubtful just as much as we seek out the spiritually poor. Or the materially poor, we seek out the spiritually poor. Because to doubt the faith is actually painful for a person. And it is a form of suffering. So that's why one of the spiritual works of mercy is to counsel the doubtful. Because the doubtful actually suffer. They need our help. So help spiritually poor people, no matter what age they are, get educated. And do what I suggested Kyle do. You know, take the readings ahead of time. Draw a picture of them. Talk about them. Think of what's coming up. Take another piece of the Mass each week. We lift up our hearts to the Lord or protect us from all anxiety as we wait in joyful hope for the coming of our kingdom or watch the video The Veil Removed and see what is mystically taking place and I will promise that your Mass will mean more this weekend. Watch The Veil Removed, read the readings, take just a piece of the Mass, unpack it, sit with Jesus and ask the Holy Spirit to enlighten you for just one part of the Mass. And then add another part next week. Add another part next week. You'll be so eager to go to Mass, you'll get a speeding ticket on the way. Or maybe just trip climbing up the hill like I have to. So prepare yourself for Mass, and you'll get much more out of it. The doctor is in on Ave Maria Radio. Hi, everybody. Dr. Ray Gurendi here. You want a remedial psychological education? Tune in to The Doctor Is In, 56 minutes of a psych aerobic workout. Dr. Ray Gorandi, weekdays at 1 on Ave Maria Radio. This is Life News Radio. I'm Jim Anderson. Abortion industry operatives who deny abortion pill reversal are apparently confused about the effect of a simple hormone, progesterone, on chemical abortions. The Dallas-based American College of OBGYNs is now admitting progesterone in birth control shots interferes with chemical abortion. Except for the case being before the U.S. Supreme Court, it sounds like an unbelievably incredible story. Filed against a vast number of federal departments, the case claims federal Pressure on social media giants turned them into censorship agents opposing particular viewpoints, like the life issue. Another pro-life group, the ACLJ, says those actions both violate the First Amendment and jeopardize the fundamental aspect of American life. This is Life News Radio. The view, the accurate view of the human person changes everything. The news you hear and see pertaining to the human person has the power to inform or misinform your opinions and what you do with the gift of life and what you allow your government to do. It's why we at this station offer news on the life issue. We hope you carefully assess what you hear, read, and view. 
Ireland's abortion rate is skyrocketing with last year seeing over 10,000 abortions. With similar population but decades of abortion practice, Minnesota saw roughly 12,000 abortions last year. National Right to Life's Dave Andrusco says a major fact checker is admitting that abortion laws in Texas do not allow for prosecution of mothers. Andrusco says abortion laws across the U.S. target abortion providers. And the first child was spared abortion on the first day of this spring's 40 Days for Life. Find a location near you at 40daysforlife.com. For pro-life headlines, delivered to your email address daily. Sign up at lifenews.com. This has been Life News Radio. Light of the East. Weekends on Ave Maria Radio. I am Father Thomas Loya. This week on Ave Maria, behold, the church is covered with a heavenly garment by the icons, thus preserving the true faith. May those who do not believe this be covered with shame. Now on Ave Maria Radio's newest FM stations, 105.5 FM in Southfield and 107.9 FM in Ann Arbor. Ypsilanti, Detroit, W300CO Dexter, an Ave Maria radio station, and on the net at AveMariaRadio.net. Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. Stay tuned here the next hour, or give us a call with your question or personal problem, because your calls drive the show, and you decide what the topics are today. The number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825, 877-5-PEP-TALK. And you get to talk to Melissa, our call screener and engineer today. Tell her your first name, where you're calling from, and the subject of your question. She'll put you on my board. And then you wait until it's time to be right on the air. So when you call in, you don't go straight on the air. You go to the call screener first. And this show is called Mast Appeal. For those of you that are new or just joined us this hour, it is produced by Ave Maria Radio in Michigan and brought to you by the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network in Alabama. So it's a, a miracle of technology, thanks to Mother Angelica and her vision and dream and following the inspirations of the Holy Spirit to go get that satellite. And uh, so I'm here in Illinois, and Melissa is over there in Michigan, and we're connected to each other. And so when you call in, she will send me your calls on my computer on a list, and then the signal goes back to the, to Ave Maria Radio, and that signal goes up to EWTN Radio, and they send it out to the whole world on the satellite. Satellite. So thanks be to God that we can all be here together. So give us a call with your question or personal problem. I've got some background that might be able to help you. First of all, I came from a large Catholic family of nine children. We've probably had some of your same problems. If not, my brothers and sisters, my cousins might have had those problems. My dad was from a family of seven children. 
My mom was a convert. Um, I'm also a certified life coach and the author of the Love and Life, the Sex Respect Program, and the new Love Ed video discussion series. So throughout my career, I've defended the truth about life and love. I've debated leaders from the ACLU and Planned Parenthood and CKIS, and I've been here on Catholic Radio offering free, friendly advice from a Catholic perspective for 24 years now, 1999. This summer, it'll be 25 years. So being a mom of five adult children, being married for more than four decades and growing up in a large family, I probably understand your problems. But I do have some background. I have a master's degree in health education, teaching certificates in health science, theology, and physical education, and mainly taught religion. I love teaching religion even more than science. But when I taught science, I mixed it with religion. For now... Give us a call with your question or personal problem. The number is 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK. Call now. There are lines open waiting to hear from you. And if you want to learn more about my work or my background, you can go to my website, Respect, the number four, the letter U, dot com. Respect for you dot com. All right, I got an email here that I can answer while we're waiting for your calls. Uh, someone, it was about two weeks ago, or maybe three weeks ago, that I spoke about the taming of the tongue and had the tongue evaluation checklist, and uh, and I posted it on both my blog at my respect for you dot com website and on my Facebook fan page, Colleen Kelly Mast, and so somebody wrote sent an email that said, okay, but how do we fix these things if we have them? So that was a good question. Also, somebody typed on the Facebook fan page, like, what is flattery? Why is that wrong? Well, first of all, I'll answer that one. Flattery, why is it wrong? Like, we we should give people compliments and we should affirm people, but as to why flattery is wrong or something we want to avoid is that flattery is actually, like, it's a lie covered in a bed of, like, flowery words. Like, the motivation for flattery is maybe to make yourself be liked or uh, be favored by someone because of your vanity or to feed their vanity. So, um, so it, it it can go off in a non-holy affirming direction. Um, but if it's a well-meaning compliment, you know, you'll make somebody feel better about themselves. You know, so so think of what is true. You know, don't exaggerate or lie about it. But another part of flattery is that some people, like, solicit flattery and they fish for compliments. Like, oh, my goodness, you know, I'm. they put themselves down and, and hope to get some flattery or compliments as well. So don't put somebody else in that position either. So... Um, the uh, so some of the remedies I can talk about here while we're waiting for your calls. Give us a call at eight seven seven five seventy three seventy eight twenty five eight seven seven five pep talk. So not just tongue fasting, but so here's some of the remedies. For example, if your problem is lying. You know, like if you just exaggerate too much or you just are comfortable telling lies and you want to give that up because you love God so much, you want to exude his love and live his love and share his love and know that you're going to be accountable to him for any lie that you told and all the people that you hurt because of it. So maybe reflect on the fact that all of the animals, of all the animals and mammals and of creatures that can speak, only humans can speak words and only humans can proclaim 
the truth. So this is a unique gift that separates us from other living creatures. But it's also then a unique temptation that other creatures don't have. So since it is a, a, a huge power, a huge gift to speak, do you ever realize that? That, that are even all of our five senses, particularly the power that we have to speak, if we misuse this unique ability... Um, by using our words to convey lies or to be mean to people. You know, we bring ourselves down lower than the beast who cannot even tell a lie or speak. So that's pretty low. It's worse than an animal because an animal can't lie, but you can. So don't lower yourself by lying. If you're a person that's used to exaggerating, making excuses, lying about what you do, Think about either being silent or always telling a positive truth, only if it'll help somebody. Don't like, ah, that's the truth, and you rip them to shreds either. So to stop the lying, think about only human beings can tell the truth, so do that. Okay, what if manipulating is one of your sins of the tongue, for example? Like... In your words, especially in marriage, people do this. Even people uh, manipulate their own children or even their own parents. We learn manipulating at two years old. You know, like, how are we, what are we trying to do? Make ourselves feel good? Manipulate others? Be controlling? Feed some um, unmet need of our past? You know, or even like calling your spouse and telling them how bad your day was to try to wreck their day. You know, you weren't making them feel good. You weren't making them feel happy. Or were you looking for something from them? Were you looking for sympathy? You know, you're always looking to use people or say things to them for the purpose of manipulation rather than taking your thoughts to God and letting our Lord meet your needs and heal your needs. So manipulating. Think If what you're saying is trying to get somebody to please you in a wrong way, or making yourself feel happy or in control or feed your pride. You need to think about speaking in ways that do not manipulate others. Oh, another one on there on the list was divisive. A divisive tongue. When you think, particularly for people that are living in a family or people that are working with friendships or a Bible study or um, neighbors or an extended family, Think of everything that you say. Think before you speak. But am I being a peacemaker or am I being divisive? Are other people going to fall into sin because of my divisiveness? Have I really gained anything by making other people hate each other more? By being divisive? So do my critical comments create division in our marriage? Is what you're saying Unitive or divisive? If you if your words are divisive, think about that. That's something to heal, something to work on this Lent. Another uh, lie, uh, sin of the tongue is being argumentative. Oh, this is a popular one with everybody, with best friends, with family members. How can we learn to disagree without being disagreeable? Some people are just so disagreeable. Everything you say, they disagree with and start an argument. But you know what? You can respect their opinion. And if it has no eternal consequences, you can just listen and dismiss it. And ask yourself, will this argument save our marriage? 
will this argument save our soul? Um, is it going to bring me or my spouse or someone else closer to Christ? Like, why do we need this argument? And if someone is generally bringing up things that create an argument, stop and don't talk then. Sit down and think of how you want to create understanding and unity instead of division through whatever that issue is. Is that issue worth discussing? Or is it worth just leaving behind? And is are you argumentative because of your pride? Because of your vanity? Because of your laziness? What's making you so argumentative? Think about that. Ponder that. And ask the Holy Spirit to help you through that. Okay, some of the other sins of the tongue on the list were boasting, you know, talking about yourself too much or gossiping about others. Be a good conversationalist and talk about other people and their interests. Another one was slander. And I told you that story, I think it was two weeks ago, about the feathers being thrown off the mountaintop um, that uh, St. Philip Neri gave that as a penance, like go to the top of um, a mountain, I think maybe a castle it was, and and toss all the empty a feather pillow all over, and then he said, go back and pick up all the feathers. Well, slander and gossip do those things. It's silly talk. Um, if you can steer that into something meaningful and something good, or just be a leader and walk away, stop gossip, stop slander, don't boast. Another one of the sins of the tongue that we can think of a remedy for right now is complaining. So as soon as the urge to complain strikes you, turn that frown upside down and say something positive instead. Stop with a prayer. Say, Lord, help me spread your truth, your goodness, instead of complaining. And then go sit down and make a list of all the things you're thankful for and pin the list to the the kitchen table or the refrigerator or your mirror or the, the top of the toilet seat wherever you go most often think write what you're grateful for and stop your complaining if it's something that needs to be fixed do something about it instead of complain so think about that let god heal your speech impediment if you have a speech impediment or your leprosy of the tongue or your withered hand take yourself into one of those gospels of healing and like nike says just don't do it the opposite of nike (laughs) they say do it and i say just don't do it ask yourself what is your motivation for saying too much am i betraying a confidence Am I indiscreet? Am I telling a secret? Am I complaining? Am I argumentative? What am I doing with my tongue? And speak only for the glory of God. So those are some of the remedies. Thank you for your email question and follow up on that. And I think I, I believe, I know I posted it, I believe in my uh, blog, in my respectforyou.com website and on my Facebook fan page Colleen Kelly Mast so those are the sins of the tongue and here are some remedies for them so get working on those remedies because you love God so much and he loves you if you're struggling with any of those things or the spiritual works of mercy give us a call with your question or personal problem the number to get on today's Mast Appeal is 877-573- 7825 877 5 Pep Talk, and we'll be back with your calls in just a moment. 
If you only see the difficulty in parenting, you will never see the treasure. Catholic Charities of Southeast Michigan are devoted to helping moms see the treasure at every stage of life. Project Hope provides material assistance and guidance. Adoption, foster care, and counseling services are also joyfully offered. Our Walking with Moms in Need initiative provides help and hope at every turn. To get involved or make a financial contribution, visit ccscm.org slash mom. That's ccscm.org slash mom. It's time for Family Man with Dr. Gregory Popcha. How do we raise faithful kids? Well, the answer is surprising. Make the faith the source of the warmth in your home. 50 years of research involving thousands of families has shown that the single most important way to increase the likelihood that children will own their faith as adults is to let them experience the practical difference their faith makes in their daily family lives. Kids who grow up in homes where the practice of their faith makes their households more peaceful, more loving, more joyful, are much more likely to practice their faith as adults. Why? Because for kids especially, faith is only real if they can see it being lived out at home and producing good fruit in their relationships at home. To discover more ways your family can celebrate the liturgy of domestic church life, check out the newest editions of Parenting with Grace and visit CatholicCounselors.com. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, but you can call me Family Man. To discover more ways faith can enrich your life, visit CatholicCounselors.com. Light of the East, weekends on Ave Maria Radio. I am Father Thomas Loya. This week on Ave Maria, behold, the church is covered with a heavenly garment by the icons, thus preserving the true faith. May those who do not believe this be covered with shame. Now on Ave Maria Radio's newest FM stations, 105.5 FM in Southfield and 107.9 FM in Ann Arbor. Welcome back to Mass to Peel. I just saw what the question is, so a little disturbed here. <laughs> this is free, friendly advice show on Saturday mornings. This is Colleen Kelly Mast, your host today and every week on Mass to Peel. I have a background in family life, education, uh, teaching certificates in health science, physical education, and theology, and I'm the author of several books on chastity and pro-family and pro-life. So this next question is going to be a favorite of mine, I would say. You can learn more about my work at my website, respectforyou.com. But for now, give us a call with your question or personal problem. The number to get on today's Mass Appeal is 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK. Our next caller is Jose from Washington. Welcome to the show, Jose. How can I help you today? Okay, you'll have to turn off the radio in the background, Jose, because it's there's a delay between our live conversation here and your radio. So go ahead and turn the radio off, and we can uh, okay. chat just on the phone, okay? All right. Hi. How are you doing today? Uh, fine until I saw your question. No, I'm doing okay. <laughs> I'm just as disturbed as you are about that, Jose. So go ahead. Tell everybody else what we're laughing about. <laughs> and, and yet it, they come out with these things that 
the start to bless a saint. And I just stop and it's just like, just, it's, just, it's just not right. You're right. You're absolutely right, Jose. And so if you're confused about hearing that Catholic priests bless a same-sex marriage, you should be confused. We should be confused because it's not right, and you're right. Um, and so I'm all over social media and, you know, different articles and news. Everybody's been trying to explain that away, like, oh, he just meant this. We just bless the person and not the sinful union and things like that. And some bishops came up and, and made a statement that nobody can do that, and then some other bishops talked around it. So you're, conf- you're rightly confused, Jose, and, uh, and well, so are many, many other people. Um, so one of the problems was that peop- the, the media, the news, particularly took the document and then took certain portions of it and ran with it, and then certain priests or bishops that wanted to, I hate to even say the word, to glorify uh, sinful actions or to be uh, overly accepting rather than do the spiritual works of mercy of instruct the ignorant, counsel the doubtful, admonish sinners. You know, uh, they're not doing the spiritual works of mercy. So anyway, people who chose that just took it and ran with it. But in the document itself, if you read it, there is clear teaching. So it's fiducia supplicans. Um, There are certain things in there that you can find if you're looking for the real church teaching. They're in there because it does say marriage is between a man and a woman. It does say that. It does say that any sexual activity outside of marriage is sinful. It does say that. It does say, but you got to look. This is the problem. The document is so confusing. You have to go hunt down the truth in it. There's a little truth in it, but you got to dig for it. It's like um, I would say mining for diamonds. You got to get through all the coal before you find the diamond. So then the third point that is in there, the church cannot bless. Same-sex unions, or even uh, heterosexual unions if they're um, illicit. And so then the other thing that it says in the article is that priests can bless any individual who asks for a blessing with the right intention without approving or condoning a lifestyle, um, which any priest with common sense already knows and does. So I don't even see the purpose of why there was that document, because priests know any repentant sinner that comes into the confessional or anyone who's sorry for their sins and is trying to make a change in their life, yes, a priest can bless them. But why you and I were both confused by this, and the whole world is confused by it, Jose, is that um, what came out in the media made it sound like a priest or bishop could bless uh, the an illicit, sinful union that was intentional on rejecting and rebelling against the truth about not just the church, but the truth about the human person, where people who are using their bodies in wrong ways, introducing the reproductive system to the digestive system, which is anatomically harmful to both systems. So we were confused by that because it's it's wrong. And in short, if you look and to seek out some truths in this confusing document. Nothing really changed, but 
it took like 5,000 words to, to confuse us. Um, so it could have been said in less than 100 words. Priests already knew they could bless people who are repentant and are looking for grace. And so we have to kind of guard our psyche. I, I learned that from uh, Dr. Jennifer Morris of the Ruth Institute, which she said about it. She said, guard your psyche. Because if the sexual revolutionaries, people that are promoting this sexual revolution and evil, the tools of the devil, if they can spook us into running off in despair and being confused, and they've won. And if they can irritate us into picking fights, with our allies, they're even happier about that. And you can lose your mind or your faith, and, and you know, it isn't going to help anybody. So a lot of Catholics fear that um, God is not protecting us from error or that Pope Francis isn't really a pope. I know that's all out there, but, but get that out of your mind. He's the pope. You know, whether he's doing a good job of it or not is up for God to really decide. And the church has survived bad popes in the past. Um, and we can survive this one that is confusing. I'm not saying he's a bad pope, but what, the way he speaks, and this is right from the beginning, confuses people rather than states the truth. We were just so blessed to have our last pope who was clear on theology, the pope before that was clear on philosophy to help us understand the truths. And so the, this new teaching and the, the media exposition of it is, is, uh, confusing people. So we never apologize about the church teachings on sexual morality. They are true. It's just these sexual revolutionaries. Some are inside the church. Some are outside the church. Um, They see that the Roman Catholic Church is their biggest obstacle. They're going to do everything to confuse us. So they want us to neutralize the church's position, which we cannot do, because the church's position is true. It is good, particularly ones in sexual morality. And if you need some help understanding that, get Dr. Robert Spitzer's book, his last book on the moral teachings of the Catholic Church, where for hundreds and hundreds of pages, he has statistical studies that prove that people who have failed to live the Catholic Church teachings in, you know, in, in the millions, in the thousands, all these studies have shown that they are the losers. It increases alcohol, suicide, mental um, Illness. I mean, when you look at people who deny the truths about the church's teachings on sexual morality, all the statistics show that they are harming themselves, they're harming the society, they're harming their community. And so the, it's called the moral wisdom of the Catholic Church, a defense of her controversial moral teachings. So whether it is the topic of homosexual relationships or transgender or abortion, even birth control, um, the permanence of marriage, all those teachings are true and are good and we can't let them wear us down, the people that are trying to confuse us. So get a copy or have your parish library, get a The Moral Wisdom of the Catholic Church, a Defense of Her Controversial Moral Teachings um, by Father Robert Spitzer. Actually, I'm going to be giving a talk on that in a couple weeks to say that we have proof. We have evidence that the Catholic Church teachings are true and good. So I understand why you would be confused about it, um, and but we can't let that disturb us or keep us from telling the truth. And that maybe that's one of the reasons why I'm revising my Sex Respect Public School book, too. 
because although it'll it won't teach theology, it'll teach theology of the body in a way that we are human persons with with needs, and we can understand what the the real teachings are on love and marriage and sexuality. You give us a call too with your question or personal problem. Eight seven seven five pep talk. Hi, I'm Al Cresta. Estate planning gives our loved ones peace and time to mourn. At MyCatholicWill.com, a legal will is as simple as 15 minutes filling out information about your family. The standard cost is $79.95. However, thanks to our partnership with MyCatholicWill.com, when you use the promo code AVE, A-V-E, your will is absolutely free. No hidden cost whatsoever. Visit MyCatholicWill.com. Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, weekdays on Ave Maria Radio. A conversation I had several years ago with uh, one of our listeners who wrote to me and said she was being challenged by a friend or a cousin or someone regarding the church and various teachings, especially on marriage and abortion and whatnot. And she said, I need the answers and I need them quickly because I want to quiet this person and shut them down. And I wrote her back and I said, I'm not going to give you the answers. I will give you some resources such as the link to the Catechism of the Catholic Church. And I said, but you need to look these up and you need to read them over and you need to learn them because this is not going to be the last time that you're going to be challenged or questions about your faith. And what good is it if you're just barking answers to someone and you're not able to explain them charitably? This is a way we all should learn by doing the work ourselves. Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, weekday mornings from 8 to 10 a.m. on Ave Maria Radio and AveMariaRadio.net. Ave Maria Radio invites you to feast on the joy of fasting this Lenten season and all year long. Fast from anxiety. Feast on trust. Fast from discouragement. Feast on hope. Fast from acts that tear down. Feast on acts that build up. Fasting is a part of true Christian life. It liberates us from this world as we grow closer to Christ. To Mass Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. The number to get on today's show with your question or personal problem, and there are lines open waiting to hear from you. We just have Ralph here waiting, but other lines you can still get on today. Less than a half an hour wait, so go for it. 877 573 7825. 877 5 Pep Talk. This is Colleen Kelly Mass on Mass Appeal, where common sense is still common, and human beings are acknowledged as created in God's image. And lust is not love. Men are not women. Women are not men. Pets are not kids. Feelings are not facts. And mothers are not just birthing persons. Creatures are not the creator. We worship the creator, not his creation. We respect the earth, but we don't worship it. Tough love is not hate. And your boyfriend or girlfriend is not your spouse. Murdering tiny babies is never okay. And the Internet is not the local church. We need to get back into church. And two people of the same sex cannot anatomically consummate a marriage. It is physically impossible. So, and last but not least, it's not all good. Oh, it's all good. It's all good. No, it's not all good. 
So, whatever. It's not all good. There is good and there is evil. There is a devil. He possesses many more than we know. <laughs> and we, as Christians, are called to bring light into the darkness. So if there's some darkness in your family and you need to admonish the sinner and instruct the ignorant, how do we shed light on that? Bring some heavenly truth into this culture of confusion. Give me a call with your question or personal problem. The number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK. And a couple of weeks ago I read a letter from a girl, Jane, who had... Um, uh, stopped living with her boyfriend after uh, learning about sex respect. And uh, then I, now I have another one from a guy named John. So, well, John's really the pen name. I'm not going to say his real name. But it's even more interesting than that one. So those of you that enjoyed the, that letter um, from uh, Jane, uh, maybe I'll have time to read the one from John today that will encourage people to uh, wait until marriage or move apart if they are living together. But for now, we're going to Ralph. He's waiting on the phone here. Ralph, thanks for the call. You are on the air now, Ralph. What is your question? Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I just uh, I just had a question about last week's program. You recommended a financial advisor, and uh, I didn't get that. Oh. Uh, it was total something, I believe, and I did not uh, Oh, okay. Maybe, um, maybe it was Dave Ramsey's total money makeover. Um, no, it wasn't. It was uh, something. I think it started with total, <laughs> but okay. I don't recall what it was. Hmm. But, uh, Let me think yeah, about that. I thought that was, um, yeah. I, let's see, because there was a Catholic one, too, um, that I'm trying to think of, um, a new Catholic organization I didn't know about, um, money advice. Um, I'm trying to look through my papers here. A Catholic Guide to Managing Your Money, Money Market. I don't remember what it is, to tell you the truth. Usually I write it down, um, but I did not write it down. And I I know that there were, I probably would have recommended Dave Ramsey and Total Money Makeover. And there are some Catholic um, organizations that do that. So if somebody wants to call in that remembers what it was, let me see, look my notes back here. It was... Maybe the week before last, maybe last week. Uh, oh, Strong Tower Consulting. Is it that? That's it. Okay, That's it. I found yeah. it in my notes. Yeah. Okay, Strong yeah. Tower yeah. Consulting. Made me look back. Good thing I take notes during the show. You know, get questions like this. Okay, okay here it is. StrongTowerConsulting.com. And that is um, Justin Bennett. He's a, a, a financial counselor, not an advisor that invests your money. He's a guy that helps you, like, make a budget, stick to it, figure out what your priorities are, stop all your money arguments with whoever you're arguing about money with, your parents or your spouse and so that strongtowerconsulting.com is justin bennett he's a uh a financial consultant but he's he's trained in the dave ramsey total money makeover um methods so he can help you know where every penny of your money is going make you be accountable for it and uh we did his program because we were arguing about money a lot and uh and i thought oh my goodness like i either need a marriage counselor or a finance you know something 
somebody to help us with his budget, and and we so we got the package, and he helped us so much to to clarify. Because then you've got a third person instead of, instead of one of you who's a spender and one of you is a saver, arguing about how you're going to spend the money or what you're going to do it, you know, do with it. And though, so he helps you set priorities. Some of the things he suggested to us really surprised us, but all of it helps so so much. So so that was strong tower consulting dot com. Justin Bennett trained in the Dave's Man, Dave Ramsey Total Money Makeover method, and it is worth it. He'll give you a 15-minute free consultation, too, before you decide if you want to sign up. Okay. okay. Thank you very much. I all right. That. Thank you. Oh, sure. I appreciate the call because you know what happens, Rolf, is somebody else needed that information as well, and so the Holy Spirit told you to call today sure. about it. All right. God bless you. That's probably it. Thank you. Okay. All right. Sure. Bye-bye. Yeah, if the Holy Spirit is prompting you to call and you think, oh, no, I don't want to call, it might not be for you. <laughs> it might be for someone else to ask a question. But, but really, don't go back weeks and weeks and ask me things. Um, I might not be able to find that note, but I did, and now I'm circling that, strongtowerconsulting.com. I might have connected it to my Facebook fan page, but I will check that afterwards. My granddaughter, who helps me with my website, has not been here for a long time. I'm ready to go see her and bring her back here on her spring break. But, um, okay, give us a call with your question or personal problem. The number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825, 877-5-PEP-TALK. The Catholic Church teachings are true and good, and science, and the the whole world has kind of gone mad. I was just reading the other day how now the military covers in vitro fertilization. That means that you and I are paying our soldiers to violate the dignity of the human person, to violate our church teachings on the conception of a new life. So the Defense Department is releasing a new policy with the availability of IVF for service members this month. So until now, it was covered by the military for legally married no, until now, it has been covered by oh, for legally married heterosexual couples using their own sperm and eggs. But now, as a result of a lawsuit filed by the National Organization for Women, service members in any relationship status will now have IVF covered. Unmarried couples, no matter what your sexuality, single service, donor sperm, egg cells will be covered, although at this time surrogacy, which means renting out your womb, will not be. So this is where we've come that science has gone mad and the government is spending our money to violate the dignity of the human person. And Pope John Paul II said, St. John Paul II said that every child has a right to be conceived in a natural way. So we see that the church's teachings are true. We see huge consequences. We see even um, now we have depopulation uh, problems. Now, people, those of you that are old enough, remember everybody was worried about the population problem and the China policy. And now China is like forcing people to say they have to... Um, uh, to have babies, please have babies. They're pushing the three-child policy now, <laughs> rather than the one they had in the, the 80s of the one-child policy. God knows what he's doing. The Catholic Church teachings are right. We'll be back in just a moment.
Ann Arbor Smiles is a state-of-the-art dental practice led by the talents of doctors Dan Kennedy, Chris Marzoni, and Stephen Gray. One of their many satisfied patients is Father Deacon Lawrence Hendricks. I was one of the first patients to receive a Sarah crown from Dr. Kennedy. The Sarah technology allows for restorations to be done in one visit. They always use the most advanced techniques in dentistry. I've always enjoyed the friendly staff and the personal relationships that I have at Ann Arbor Smiles. Go to annarborsmiles.com today. If you have sustained conversation with non-Catholic Christians, one of the things that always comes up is, why do you confess to a priest? Why would you go to a priest when you can go straight to God? I would say, I would say, well, look, I went to Jesus, I looked at his word, and it told me to go to a priest. (laughs) It is interesting, one of the first things you notice, right towards the end of the Gospel of John, that Jesus himself determined to forgive and retain sins through human intermediaries. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. And Jesus commissioned his apostles on earth to speak in his name, to forgive sins or retain sins, not just metaphorically, but metaphysically. Cresta in the Afternoon. Weekdays from 4 to 6 on Ave Maria Radio and AveMariaRadio.net. Ever thought you'd make a bundle by trading in or selling your used vehicle only to find out it's worth a dinner for two? Well, it's much more valuable to donate your vehicle to Ave Maria Radio. Thousands of Americans donate their vehicle each year. The donation to Ave Maria is easy, tax-deductible, and supports our efforts to evangelize. A year from now, will you remember that dinner or your gracious and selfless donation? Go to AveMariaRadio.net to find out more. That's AveMariaRadio.net. to Mass Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. The number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825, 877-5-PEP-TALK. Call in with your question or personal problem as you're trying to live out your faith. One of the personal problems that our culture face is selfishness, selfishness. We are trying to be too independent and selfish. Um, the, the, and this is what's causing this depopulation. Because uh, Finland, the country of Finland, used to be a model of how a modern industrialized nation could still be pro-family. And from 2000 to 2010, Finland's fertility rate was on the rise. But since 2010... It's collapsed now, putting Finland on par with Italy and Poland and other countries. So the, the money isn't going to fix it. They can't throw money and bribe people to have babies anymore because the problem is in our values and our culture. Because that same attitude that's driving down fertility rates around the world is now affecting Finland, Italy, Poland. Because it's the idea that it's not about money. It's that starting a family means sacrificing your independence. Well, who would want to make a sacrifice? It's not pleasant, but we're not trained in sacrifice. And that's why we have Lent. We're trying to train ourselves in sacrifice in order to grow closer 
to God. But speaking of God and the church, I was just realizing that even though depopulation is taking place all over, it's not happening in Africa. Africa is growing. Um, even in vocations are growing in Africa. The church is growing in Africa. So we used to send missionaries to Africa. They'll be sending them to us pretty soon here in the United States. Give us a call with your question or personal problem. The number to get on today's Mass Appeal is 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK. Our next caller is Marie from North Dakota. Welcome to the show, Marie. How can I help you today? Hi. Yeah. Okay, your phone's breaking up a little. Go ahead. What's your question? Oh, sorry. Can you hear me now? Yes, this is better. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so um, I was just calling because I wanted to ask um, for my family and for my husband to uh, join the Catholic Church. Um, we have five children. They've, you know, they are all practicing Catholics. Um, we have two that are in college and three that are still at home. Um, and about five years ago, my husband started coming to Mass. Yay. Um, and, and he had said, I will never step foot in a Catholic church. I will never be Catholic, very anti-Catholic. Mm-hmm. And now he's been coming to Mass for five years. Um, there was a shift in the Methodist church that he was going to... Um, that he didn't really, he didn't like. Um, Mm. And he, one of the things he said that he admired and respected about the Catholic Church was um, tradition was very important and that the Catholic Church um, was a little bit, you know, conservative and unchanging. And so um, it would just be great because I feel sad when we go up to, um, receive the Eucharist, and my husband, he's not Catholic, so all of us and the kids go up, and, and he stays behind. He says it doesn't bother him. Um, and when I've gently kind of asked him here and there, like, would you think about wanting to join the church? You know, he says no, because he said there's not, he doesn't fully embrace everything. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, one day I just have hope that he will join Okay. All right. You've got a lot to work with there. First of all, gratitude. You have five children. They're all practicing. He occasionally attends Mass. And can you see the Holy Spirit working, Marie, that he's come from being anti-Catholic to now at least respecting a lot of it? And so I would build on that when you need to discuss it. You know, build on, like, I'm just so happy that we're united in that same thought that the the Catholic Church is a place where we, that we can trust that isn't going off with the culture. Uh, Because essentially what Vatican II asks us to is to sanctify the world, not secularize the church, and people got confused with that. Um, So I would um, open up um, conversations about things that have to do with things that he's already, uh, with some of the topics that he already brings up. Like if he says, oh, the church is solid about this, affirm that. And then your prayers are in joyful hope instead of sadness. You're praying in sadness. You're saying, oh, I'm so sad he isn't coming up. Um, And so instead you want to pray in joyful hope. Lord, I know that you're going to call him one day to want to be Catholic. I'm just trusting you that you know the day that you call and that he answers. So don't be sad. Be glad <laughs> about that and pray in joyful hope. And then open up um, different uh, topics that you know he is, uh, is willing to discuss. 
Does he come to Mass with you still, or occasionally? Oh, yeah, no. He comes to Mass for, like, the last four, I would say four or five years. Um, okay, he's been perfect. coming to Mass every, awesome. every Sunday. Okay, so ask him if he would come up and cross his arms to get the blessing. And just getting that close to the Eucharist, God's going to touch his heart. So ask him to just say, could you just come up and get the blessing? Like It's like people in RCAA or the little kids that, that um, are, uh, you know, not made their, have not made their first communion yet. I don't know if your parish does that, but um, it's common in a lot of parishes. Or people that, uh, you know, already had been to Mass that morning or people that haven't gone to confession and need to go come up and get that blessing yeah. with the Eucharist. So, so ask him to do that. And then has he read some of the... The Great Conversion books like uh, Rome Sweet Home by Scott Hahn? No, he hasn't. Okay. Um, but in fact, Ash Wednesday, um, he during Lent, like our Lenten service, he did come up and receive the blessing, and that was the first time that he's ever mm-hmm. come up to receive a blessing at the oh, church. So. This is so exciting. I'm so happy for you. Yeah. Okay, so if he has a chance to listen to either David Anders on EWTN called the Communion, who's a, a brilliant convert to the Catholic faith, or to Catholic Answers, especially when they have uh, the the nights where, uh, where people call in who are of other faiths, or um, Marcus Grody's Catholic's... Uh, Catholics come is it not Catholics come home um, can't remember the name of the show right now but um, when we Marcus wrote a show for Protestant ministers who have come to the Catholic faith and uh, in the let him hear other people's stories. Oh, the journey home is called the journey home. Journey um, home. Okay. Yeah. So let him hear other people's stories and just educate himself. You're, and then your hope will be answered not through you asking him, nagging him, inviting him, but through him being enlightened by other people's stories. That the Holy Spirit will plant that story in his heart and it'll click with him one day. And I wish I, I wish you lived yeah. right here near us because we have. I have a friend who is a former um, Episcopal priest and he um he had some of those same reasons you know when his like your why your husband left the methodist church he had some of those same reasons it's like well they were like going off the deep end they were making choices that were just not true to the scriptures true to christ and the catholic church was so he literally left uh, the priesthood um, of the Episcopal priest to become a Catholic lay person and he knew at the time he felt undeserving of being a Catholic priest so he didn't go through the motions when uh, Pope Benedict had opened that up to Episcopal priests and he regrets it a little bit now but he could have he could have become a Catholic priest and still because he was married with two kids by then but um, to, yeah. I've, I had him lead our Eucharistic Bible study this fall and it was so exciting to hear that perspective so so he was inspired by a lot of these things. It's, um, the journey home. He was on the journey home, actually, and Catholic Answers and called the communion. And so let um, third parties or books or Scott Hahn inspire your husband and then pray in joyful hope. Okay, Marie, I'm excited about yeah, the journey. Yeah. I can hardly wait to hear about the day that he come, becomes Catholic. But it'll happen. I know it okay. will. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thanks for the call. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Okay. Um, All right. Time for our break. We will be back to talk to uh, our next caller right after this message. Hi, I'm Al Cresta. The question of gender identity is divisive, controversial, and often painful. How should parents respond to sons and daughters desiring to change their gender? Will the church remain free to teach that we are created male and female? 
What do the sciences say? We'll find out on March 2nd when Father Gabriel Richard High and Ave Maria Radio host our annual Familiaris Consortio Conference, Responding to Gender Dysphoria in Truth and Charity. Attorney John Bursch takes on gender ideology. Professor of endocrinology, Dr. Paul Hruz, covers the sciences. Father Sean Kilcauley speaks as a pastor. And you will bring plenty of questions for our panel. Be there Saturday morning, March 2nd, from 8.15 until noon, at Father Gable Richard High in Ann Arbor. The event is free, includes a light breakfast, so register at AveMariaRadio.net or FGRHS.org. Hi, Vanessa Denhagarmo here, inviting you to tune into Epiphany. We're made to praise God and celebrate our faith. I want to encourage listeners to connect, communicate, and collaborate with the faith community. Life is a journey, and along the way we have those Epiphany moments that bring us closer to Christ. Please partner with me and celebrate the diversity of our Catholic Church. Epiphany, weekdays at noon, only on Ave Maria Radio. Hello, Steve Ray here. Everything in the Bible and in the Catholic Church starts with the book of Genesis. It reveals to us God's plan for mankind. Yet Genesis can be daunting, especially given the scientific discoveries of the last few centuries. Well, that's where I come in with my new book, Genesis, a Bible study guide and commentary. Discover a thoroughly Catholic approach to this exciting and dramatic ancient narrative that is so often misunderstood. You can get the book now on the store page at AveMariaRadio.net. Check it out. Welcome to Mass Appeal, this Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. This is Colleen Kelly Mast. I'm a life coach, author, speaker, mother, wife, cousin, aunt. Went to my niece's confirmation last week. That was always beautiful as the sacrament is. You can learn more about my work and about me at my website, Respect, the number four, the letter U dot com. Respect for you dot com. Okay, our next caller, which will be our last caller today, is Steve from Michigan. So I'll read that letter next week, that letter that I told you I got from that guy about moving apart from cohabitation, because we're going to talk to Steve from Michigan. Welcome to the show, Steve. How can I help you today? Uh, hi, Colleen. I'm a longtime uh, listener, first-time caller. Um, there was a caller a little while ago asking about how to get his daughter or granddaughter uh, more interested and involved. His daughter, in yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, the Archdiocese of Detroit is sponsoring a daily um, trivia challenge where if you register, you'll get a daily text, and they will ask you four or five uh, trivia questions about the Mass. And um, it's, 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 it's fun. Um, you can take a guess on what answer you think it might be, and then they give you uh, the, the answer if you got it wrong. And there's a daily, um, like a bonus question. And every, I think it's every Saturday, a priest from the Archdiocese will give like a little 
mini little commentary on the Sunday readings. And I love it's, that. It's for, all, it's for all ages. And the link is imhere.org slash trivia. Okay. Wow, that sounds great. What a wonderful thing for the year. Did they just put this up for the year of the Eucharistic um, Revival? Uh, yes. Is it part of yes. that? Oh, my goodness. So IamHere.org. IamHere.org. And then go forward slash to the trivia. So I just pulled it up now. IamHere.org. So which diocese did you say? Detroit did this? Detroit. Okay, so this is a good recommendation for Kyle, whose 11-year-old daughter was saying she didn't get anything out of Mass. So first of all, just reading that side, I think that just calling it I Am Here is pretty cool. I just look at the front. It says, you're never alone in your brokenness, sorrows, and frustrations. Jesus wants to say to you, I am here. So at the bottom of that, um, it was in or go forward slash trivia, there are... Um, you said there's like a quiz you can sign up for, and they send you little questions every day. And is it email or text? It's a daily text. A daily text. Okay. Well, if the 11-year-old has a phone, oh, fine. Um, but if yeah. not, this would be great for your teenagers to just go to imhere.org forward slash trivia. Sign up your teenagers. Yeah, we can sign them up for them. Um, ooh, or wouldn't this be fun for anybody away from the church? Put their phone number in until they get mad and turn it off. But it would be <laughs> one thing, because IamHere.org, forward slash trivia. So it reminds them that Jesus is here. He will sustain us in our highs and our lows. He will inspire us. Um, we can encounter him at adoration. And um, Okay, great. Thank you so much for that, Steve. Thank you. I appreciate okay. that. And, and Colleen, if, if you could pray for me, I have a 19-year-old cat who I think may be dying today. Um, I've had him to the vet a few times recently. And anyway, he's been a great companion and really a great uh, mm. blessing from God to me. Mm, okay, I will pray for the potential loss of your cat, because I know that if your cat has been a great companion to you, it would be sad to lose it. And may you fill up that loss with the love of God and increase your love for him and thank him for all the years you did have with that cat. <laughs> thank yes. you for the call. God bless thank you, Steve. You. Bye-bye. Okay, let's go to IamHere.org. Or just watch the site or go to IamHere.org forward slash trivia. And you can sign up and receive texts daily with trivia questions to help people engage more in the Mass. So uh, if, and if your diocese has something wonderful for the National Eucharistic Revival, um, that would be wonderful to share with others as well, maybe next week. So right, now, right here, this I Am Here, I just read about it, it's a campaign by the Archdiocese of Detroit and the Hollow app uh, in support of the National Eucharistic Revival. So I am here.org, and he is here for us. This is Colleen Kelly Mass reminding you that Jesus is here for us. Love him and share his love. Appeal is produced by Ave Maria Radio and broadcast through the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Copies can be purchased or free downloads can be found at the Ave Maria website, AveMariaRadio.net. If you have a comment or question for Colleen, write to Colleen at AveMariaRadio.net 
or Mast Appeal at AveMariaRadio.net. And listen for Mast Appeal Saturday mornings from 9 to 11 Eastern Time for free, friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. On the next Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. We'll keep you closely connected to the faith with the latest from Rome, the front lines of the pro-life movement, and we'll also take a look at other crucial issues facing you and your family in our one holy Catholic and apostolic church. Weekday mornings at 8 on Ave Maria Radio's 990 AM and 105.5 and 107.9 FM. How did the apostles learn to pray? By observing their leader, the master of prayer, Jesus Christ. The Catholic Catechism reminds us that Jesus often drew apart, frequently at night on a mountaintop, to pray in solitude. He includes everyone in his prayer, for he has taken on humanity in his incarnation, and he offers...